Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, all the 4th of July puns and analogies a man can handle as we light the fuse and talk combustion, explosion, and home run hitters. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan kicking off a new week and not just any other week. Happy 4th of July week, Chris, and all those who celebrate. Great to be back with you, man, in an explosive time of year. And that's what we're talking about today. Explosion on the field for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. We're going to get to some of Texas Tech's most explosive names heading into 2023 as we see it. And uh, Chris, we're we're hoping there's a lot more of this uh, this upcoming season. We spent some time this offseason talking about needing home run hitters and maybe you got a chance to have a few more of those this year where you at on uh fourth of july parades man been a little while since i've been to a fourth of july parade i don't i don't really care for a big city parade and uh, you may laugh at me if you you hear me calling lubbock a big city but uh hometown (laughs) parades hometown parades i'm all about it seeing my man garland coons he was 95 my entire life was 95 when i was born was 95 when i left littlefield texas america (laughs) And my guy Garland will be riding down that street with the horse that was slightly out of control, playing a trumpet for us all to enjoy. I mean, I come, I've said this before. I come from a place that had parades featuring uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, Uncle Jesse, and uh, Santa Claus all at the same time. So, and probably just, like a, a fire truck. Of course. Yeah, you know, I mean, some, uh, yeah. I'm noticed, I, I feel like I'm I'm hearing some angst in your voices. That no, no, not at all. I just, the, the, the parade <laughs> is just an interesting, uh, it's an interesting activity for a variety of folks. I'm not, I've never been to like the fourth on Broadway uh, parade yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's always, I feel like it's 157 degrees at all, all times. And, you know. And, and, and there's just nowhere to hide in that section of where that parade is. And I've just like, I'll stay home and watch the hot dog eating contest, which is terrible television uh, too. But uh, <laughs> I just, you know, anyway, so yeah, be careful if you're going out there to parade uh, tonight, tomorrow, whatever you've uh, got going here uh, yeah. with the fourth uh, looming and, you know, be careful about how you spend your money at the fireworks stand too. I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot, lot of wasted, uh, wasted uh, funds uh and and hard work just kind of literally going up in flames right there if you, wasted yeah if you just oh yeah that too that wasted too. <laughs> yeah 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 um, hey as a, as a former mr w fireworks uh stand employee turned manager i'm taking umbrage if you can see this look on my face this is a look of umbrage 
uh, that I'm taking with the I. You go out there and you spend all your money on those. I guess folks, we may have competed against each other. I, I ran uh, a really? TNT. I, I ran a TNT stand for a couple. Really, of way back in the day. Absolutely. I always loved to, to meet oh. a fellow stand man. <laughs> Uh, one almost, way or another almost lit ours on fire uh on accident yes. uh, not, um, not yeah not good my grandfather had to write a personal check to a nearby farmer after a cousin of mine <laughs> lit a field on fire shooting a bottle rocket at a hay bell he wasn't a smart kid what can i say it runs in the family uh got my first tetanus shot out of a mr w fireworks stand or as a result of jumping off of a mr w fireworks stand many many great times a rusty right, nail I, sticking I, out of uh, the supply wood yeah i'll it, allow some room for tnt make yeah. it mr w or make it tnt if you're going there out. you go and there do you. what uh many of my friends in littlefield texas america the pearl of the plains uh did once upon a time when they'd show up and they'd write that personal check at the stand chris if they were farmers what would it say in the memo farm supplies and of course it's farm supply. How else you get rid of gophers without artillery shells? <laughs> Speaking of artillery shells, Chris, that's the kind of explosion we're talking about today when we get to these names. We're not talking about sparklers, your little fountains. We're not talking about snakes or whatever. We're talking artillery shells. We're talking the big guns. You know what I'm saying? And I know that you remember these conversations we had leaving the year when we would talk about like upcoming, uh, you know, Dre McCray. Hey, get familiar with this name. Could be a Red Raider, and maybe he's one that's going to be explosive. And I want to go back to what I said a moment ago and see what you think about it. I think you've added some that fit that profile uh, this offseason. I, I do kind of anticipate next year, maybe to you to have, maybe for you to have more big play capability on the offensive side of the ball. I think you've kind of achieved maybe what you set out to do this offseason in that regard. You know, playing off of the whole July 4th theme, you know, the most explosive players on your team, you would like to be in a position where this list was very difficult to put together because there were so many options. And, like, you, you're making arguments for a variety of different players. Uh, and, and you're not quite there yet on, you know, some no-brainers. You, you're not really there yet. You're not really it's, – it's not really no-brainer in that. You know, oh man, I don't know who I'm going to pick. There's so many to choose from. That, that's just not the case as far as this particular category, like juice, uh, yeah. speed, and and you're again, you're adding to it. And and they they know that. Look, when these some of these recruiting classes that are that have showed up or that are committed on paper, th there's a lot of speed uh, that it, that is uh, starting to show up, and it's just not upper class yet you know and so gotcha. we're, we're left to deal with uh the players that you're dealing with but i i think um i think jerron bradley isn't necessarily the fastest guy okay but i do think explosive and i think big play potential uh is certainly there based on how he finished uh the season with you know, he's a freshman All-American. I think he, he had a really good bowl game. I think he had a really good game versus Oklahoma, if memory serves. And, again, I wouldn't call him, like, necessarily twitchy or fast, but I think there's some explosive capabilities there. Uh, I think, you know, Miles Price is – we know that this player checks these boxes. Yeah. However, when you got a busted tire – it just it takes away everything that you're you know that you are about and that you're good at because yeah. his change of direction is just he just was a 
he was flawed last year because he couldn't really go, Callan. Yeah, you got a bad fuse. Let's stick <laughs> yeah. with the fireworks analogy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, which it was tricky, man. When you, you're like lighting those firecrackers up, and it's like you, it, it just kind of fizzles out. Right. You're like, okay, uh, it, did it really fizzle out, or is it just delayed, or what? What you got going? That's boy? the most dangerous game, right yeah, it's there. Like you walk up, walk up right there with your eyes covered, and like you know, so ooh. dud or no dud. That's when hey, you want the long be lighter. Be careful. Be, yeah. Or the what is it? The punk. You know, like the you light the little yeah the the little punk thingy that uh, that burns slowly. Or if you're um, really doing it right, you got that Marlboro. You got that Marlboro. You're sticking down there, right? That's the OG like, triple OG. Like, like like Kramer in Times Square. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a barrel of memories. And his lawyer is just absolutely Ooh. disgusted. Uh, Jackie Childs. <laughs> Jackie yeah, Childs. Shout out to Jackie. I, I yeah. see what you're saying about Brad. I think. Those are the two guys you got to start the conversation with because those are the two who are proven commodities in Red Raider uniforms. And I would, you know, like you're kind of alluding to there, even say Price is probably number one on that list as far as guys that if he can be healthy, get on the field. Yeah. Um, man, he he can be lightning in a bottle. There, there's no question about that. But I was interested in some of the other names uh, you included as well. We'll get to the newcomer coming up in just a minute. But, you know, guys like Fungi or guys like Nehemiah Martinez, um, showed some big play capability and maybe even Martinez a little bit more consistently than Fungi. But those are guys that I feel like maybe aren't quite yet in that category, but have the potential to step into that category. Would love to see it. And especially, I think Martinez is a really interesting one, Chris, because of the way that we've you know, discussed him being used in a variety of ways can be someone there uh, as a pass catcher or maybe even a ball carrier on occasion. Yeah, so l- l- let's attack uh, Loic first. But first, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now is the perfect time to take your first swing and bet with FanDuel because you could get 10 times your first bet amount back in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. That's right. Just bet 20 and you're landing $200 in bonus bets when or lose that's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line over unders or anything in between all on an app that's safe secure and easy to use download it today in the app store or head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and of course when you're a winner with fanduel you're getting paid instantly just one of the many reasons why fanduel is america's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And start the fun today with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Yeah, so l- l- let's attack uh, Loic first. This is a player that is legitimately fast. Uh, I think if you watch him... In uh, in the, the the spring game, you know he 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 lit it up. I think that when healthy, he he played really really well at the tail end. But it, it all equals just under 500 yards receiving, three touchdowns. You know his biggest deal is can he be durable enough and consistent enough to be to be something that is is a weapon on you week to week that that's really his issue but as far as explosiveness or speed yeah I mean he's and I was around him I don't know a week or two ago I guess it would have been and he looks great and 
it's just, but it, there's always like a groin or a hamstring or something like that. That's just his biggest, you know, issue. Unfortunately, that's kind of the book on Loic is that big time recruit. Uh, when he's healthy, plays really well. He looks the part, but just not available to you near enough to 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 you know to to have sustained yeah. sustained success. And and that's my wish for him. This year is that that he can he can do that because I think you'll really like the results if he can. It's kind of like Tyler Shuck in some ways. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I Bungie's one of those guys like get off the bus guy. Yes, you, you've seen him, and you're always like, whoa, <laughs> why are we not seeing more of this dude? Uh, whenever the clock is ticking, and we see flashes, but yeah, want to see him take that next step. I don't know if I would consider. Martinez, just a fast straight line guy. I don't know what it is that that makes him big play capable, but there's elusiveness there of some kind. Yeah, so it, it's interesting as I as I started to think about like our conversation and putting this together, and I bounce it off a few few people that you know, I you know whose opinion I trust and. Because I, I guess at, at the onset, I'm thinking, okay, Cameron Valdez is a no-brainer to add on this list. And I mm. think, you know, kind of like Loic and that Cameron Valdez has always kind of been dinged up a little bit. The thing about Valdez is that he's not straight line fast. He's going to be real quick in, in space, not like Miles Price, but just like a, 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 a one or two steps. And then he's going to be really fast for about 20 yards. But then, and then just generally faster guys are going to be able to catch up to him. Okay. So if you follow what I'm saying, yeah. it's a different look. It's definitely faster than like Taj and Sir Roderick, but he's not going to win. You know, he's not a 10 2, 10 3, 10 4, 100 meter type guy, is, is Cameron Valdez. But in, in terms of Nehemiah Martinez, I think, I think Nehemiah Martinez really put himself in a, an ideal situation coming out of spring. He really showcased his ability to be a running back. And I'd be willing to tell you that the list is extremely short of people that are respected more than Nehemiah Martinez on on that team and in the locker room because he may be pound for pound one of the toughest guys uh, there is. He's an alpha. I've got some stories of of him in, in high school that it, it, it cracked you up on just kind of he, he will he will test uh, other people's authority. He, he demands respect. He earns it, and all that. But he doesn't say a whole lot. He's just a tough, really good football player. But this is a player that's going to play running back and slot receiver, and I think he's going to excel at both. But I think what surprised the staff this past spring is that man, he's really good at running back, and I think that was kind of so. I'd be willing to tell you it's not really just like a one-two punch at running back this year with Taj and Cameron Valdez. I mean, it's a hmm. that you know Nehemiah Martinez's name belongs in that conversation as well, and he's somewhere he's somewhere in between like a Taj and Sir Roderick, like tough in between the tackles type runner and, and and some speed because I think he's he's added uh, you know he's maybe dropped a little bit of weight. He's added, um, you know, he adds a speed component to it. So he's not like somebody that's just going to, you know, run away from a ton of folks, but he's not slow by any means. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But he, because he, he's faster than I think like the Taj and Sir Roderick, he's just yeah. not, um, 
but I think explosiveness, I think he belongs in this conversation. Uh, and I think, uh, um, I think that it's, it's, you know, it's fun to kind of watch his career kind of blossom because he's waited his turn. This is what we all want for like college basketball guys or, or certain quarterbacks or something. Uh, Nehemiah Martinez is like, he, he walked on it, you know, uh, two years ago, played a little bit, then played a little bit more last year. And now it's kind of, it's kind of his time, you know, and I think he's still not a starter per se, but I think he's worked his way on special teams and all that stuff. So spent a lot of time talking about him, but he's an interesting addition to this list for a variety of reasons. Yeah, the the variety uh, is intentional there because th- this dude can be um, someone that really is hitting them six ways from Sunday, and, and he's not the only one. I, I hope we're seeing some other guys like this um, in years to come and, and maybe even this season who can do some things as the offensive possession rolls on, um, do some things in different capacities that really can catch the defense off guard or, or minimum keep them on their heels. But let's talk about one of the, the prized gets, the prized additions, uh, of the offseason and the guy that maybe just out and out uh, could lead this list if he had been a Red Raider for a year. But you want to talk lightning in a bottle, we got to talk Dre McCray. Excited to see him for the first time on the field uh, in a Red Raider uniform coming up this fall. Kind of hard to gauge what to expect, Chris, but I know this is the one that, um, you know, months ago when we were talking, hey, we're, you're looking for speed, you're looking for explosiveness. This is the name. Uh, that that you brought up and and luckily he chose to be a red raider and uh, maybe somebody that can really pair well with some of these other guys that we've mentioned uh, to get the offense off the field a little quicker and not in a third down kind of way but uh, a big play home run hitter kind of way man it's always more difficult when you got to sustain those drives just more more opportunities for things to go wrong we all know that <laughs> and we're hoping that guys like Dre McCray uh, will ease that burden a little bit yeah, I mean, you, you think about what was involved there whenever you were trying to get him. I, it, you know, Florida State, I think Oregon uh, tried to make a run. Um, th- th- there, there was some legit competition here, but it's because he's he's all about juice. I think that you know, you you think about his team playing Alabama um, a year ago, I guess, and he had I think 110, 111 yards receiving against Alabama. Um, which, you know, if that doesn't impress you, then I don't know what else I could tell you. Uh, but he, he's somebody that I think this spring, he is somebody that was, they were trying to, they threw everything at him. And I think, and it, it slowed it. Look, look, it, it wasn't, hey, let's just, because we want to see uh, what he's good at. Let's just leave him somewhere and keep it simple and just let him, you know, let him run. No, they threw everything at him. And and it, I think it slowed him down mentally because it, this is part of the price of you're having to pay for training him at inside, outside, multiple uh, spots and things like that, trying to create some versatility. So uh, there's going to be a payoff here. Because see, if it's me, man, I'd be like just line him up at the one spot and just tell him to run run a vert every time down and like <laughs> yeah. and let let's just play with our fancy toy you know go deep um, go deep uh, go yeah deep. exactly <laughs> yes and then like we could wow everybody but instead they really tried to uh let him see a variety of different things and i think it you know it took him a a, a bit to kind of get caught up with it and so you didn't really see uh the best of of him yet this is a different kind of – when he's healthy and right, you don't have this guy on your team other than him. 
You know, if, if we talk Loic fast. This is a bit of a different deal here. I don't know what time he would run or whatever. I'm just telling you, in a football uniform, he can get behind yours and Big 12 defenses regularly. And he can – he's a threat to score anytime he touches the, the football. Um, and I think that is what you've kind of missed. Uh, and I think they'll try to get him a variety of touches uh, in a variety of different ways just because he is a – a game breaker of sorts. He probably has the most potential of anybody on this list. And there's a reason why mm-hmm. you kind of dropped what you were doing back around bowl game time. And we're like, we need to be in the Dre McCray business. You know, we know this <laughs> player. We've had people that coached him before. Uh, it, and we know what our issues are and he can help fix some of it. Um, uh, 12 uh, attempts as a ball carrier last year came fairly consistently throughout the season. So somebody else to keep in mind in that regard. And before we leave uh, McCray, Chris, is he somebody that could impact the return game? Because he was used there to a degree as well. Do you think he gets that kind of chance, either a punt return or kick return at any point? I would not rule that out. Uh, I think uh, I think you have a variety of, of fun options there. Hmm. Uh, and I, But I, you know... And so is he that much better than some of your other options? I, I think that remains to be seen. But, I mean, I, I think uh, – because for years, Texas Tech has kind of been in the, hey, man, just field the punt, for example. Like, let's not <laughs> right. l- let's not try to you know, worry about the return as much as let's field it so we don't, you know, get, give the ball back. So Adrian Fry kind of fit that, that bill because – there was a, just a time when you just didn't have a lot of guys that you were that were super sure-handed about. It. It, it's a skill now. I mean, it's it's pretty scary. And then, you know, then even the kick return aspect of it is something that, you know, sometimes teams elect – I think Tech elected to return it more often than I guess in some ways I was comfortable with. You know, getting tackled at the 19 where you could have just waved it off and taken it at the 25, no harm, no foul – um, and so that, that's an interesting question though, but I mean, I think McCray would be in that mix. Yes. God, I hope we leave the era of just field the punt. This is the home of Wes Welker. Damn it. We should never, ever be in that state of being. We need lightning as a punt returner year in and year out. Maybe we'll get some of that in 2023. Okay. We're sticking with this explosive conversation next but we're turning to the other side of the line of scrimmage defensively what are we thinking as far as home run hitters next on locked on texas tech thanks for making locked on texas tech a part of your day whenever wherever however you're doing it we appreciate it subscribe on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Coming at you from the great state with Chris, I'm Casey, and wrapping up our explosive conversation today, Chris, on the defensive side of the football. We've been talking about some of the most explosive Red Raiders or those we anticipate uh, to be that heading into 2023 on the offensive side of the football. Maybe a return to the Afros gang, America's (laughs) finest receivers on Saturday. That was a glorious period in Texas Tech. Explosive offense history. But for now, let's focus in 
on Tim DeRuiter's guys. And I was kind of curious before we get to a name or two here, Chris, what your first thought was when you thought defensive explosion. Is it a ball-hawking defensive back who can take it the other way in an instant? Is it a QB hunter that's impacting every snap and making a quarterback fear for his life? (laughs) What came to mind for you when you were thinking about uh, how you define an explosive defensive player? Steve Linton. You know, I think when you you the word explosive, I think that you know you you hear the word twitchy, you hear the word uh, you know elite level hand placement. I mean, just different things. I think he's got ability to be kind of that edge pressure guy. I'm I'm factoring in all the all the things that Coach Blanchard, Coach McGuire, and everybody has said. I'm factoring in that he's added a little bit of weight. Uh, to to his frame and and kept his speed, which allows him to be actually more explosive and more physical and play the run and, and things like that. Uh, but he's a Tyree Wilson replacement, uh, and I think uh, that's <laughs> no pressure. That is about as heavy a praise as is. But I mean, I saw it with my own eyes in the spring. You know, there, there was a time uh, in that red and black game, man. He just—it's like one step, and he is like to the quarterback. And I, you know, and and I, you know, Coach Kitley was always talking about, you know, man, he goes like when we were, we were alive and there, it was non-structured and it was like all bets are off. We can blitz. We can do whatever we want. I can run any play that I want, you know, on offense, whatever. He's like, I'm, we were calling plays away from Linton almost every time that we could. That's how much respect <laughs> that I had for him. And that, that's, that's heavy praise when he had only been on campus for what, you know, two months yeah, and, and, and I think you're, you're already kind of adjusting what you're doing as a play caller uh, based on his presence uh, alone. And this wasn't even the best of, of Steve Linton yet because he hadn't, you know, he's still in the process of kind of, cause he showed up here at about two fifteen, Cowan. And, and I think they, they, you know, he, he's telling everybody at tech, they don't, they don't feed, you know, everybody up at Syracuse like they do here. And they, there's not the nutrition. And we lift a lot differently here. And then you look up and it's like, you know, it seemed like overnight he was like at 228 and a good mm. 228. I think it, at the end of spring it was closer to 235. Um, and I've stood next to him. He's 6'3", 6'4". So, yeah, it's the first name that came to mind. And I think uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the package that uh, awaits under the tree uh, because I think that this is like a guy that like not a lot of the folks in the big 12 know about or have a good feel for. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet that we get into the, you know, maybe a month into the season. If he is what we think he is, we'll all be talking about or being asked about him quite a bit. Um, Yeah. All oranges. Every meal up at Syracuse, I think, and Hey, God bless an orange, but you're not getting very far. Uh, with oranges every meal. Um, before we're out of here, I wanted to throw a couple at you that, that came to my mind because I'm thinking big plays, obviously, when you're thinking explosiveness on the defensive side of things. So sacking the quarterback, taking the football away. And I think about just based on some recent history, what they did a season ago, guys like uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson. I think about Josiah Pierre. Um, I think about Tony Bradford who was getting after the quarterback a season ago. Pierre may be the most impacted because of what he's asked to do in in 2023 as it relates to those kind of things. But those are some other guys I I do think are in this uh, TNT kind of category defensively. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna add another one. Uh, right. I think I think Tyler Owens uh, belongs in this conversation. You know, he is somebody that he he's a measurables guy. He's he's the the, the word twitchy, which means he just kind of moves differently. Man, his, he rolls his hips and can change direction and do some different things that that you know you you can see. And I think when healthy, I mean, you know, his, his games versus Oklahoma State last year and versus Ole Miss last year. Were, were were really fun to watch uh, because this is a player that was all over the place. He's around the ball, um, and he's a he's a six three, you know, two hundred and fifteen pound guy, man. And that's why I'm just trying to tell everybody, it's not going to shock me in the slightest if this is an NFL conversation we're having as it relates to him and and the draft and things like that. Again, assuming he stays healthy. Assuming you know he plays well and all that, but I mean he's got a lot there that you you like. But explosiveness is exactly how I would explain his game. I think that's a great addition and one that I'm just like week to week forgetting about. But you're you're going to be seeing a lot of him if he can stay healthy in 2023. As far as flashing, there's no doubt about that. Tyler Owens is a name to keep on your mind as we head into the season. Uh, Chris, enjoyed the time with you as always, man. Hope you have a beautiful happy and well hopefully safe fourth of july so punks marlboros short lighters long lighters whatever you got man uh we want you back in one piece on the other side hot dogs hand pounds and artillery shells for everybody man oh beautiful uh, yes. <laughs> god done shed his grace on me you better thank it, boy and thank ray charles too all right, Chris. Yeah, I'm definitely, always, the, I'm definitely the Ray Charles version of that instead of the Lee oh. Greenwood, you know, on, oh, on it's some of those. Ray goes, Oof. Yeah. every hair on my body standing up right now. Hope you have yeah. a happy 4th of July out Be there. Be careful. Thanks for making us a part of your July 3rd. We'll see you for the next round right back here on Locked on Texas Tech.